It's time for the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Powered by the staff at Race Chaser Online. Your motorsports, your way, every day. And now, here's your host, Tom Baker. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another evening of motorsports conversation and hopefully entertainment here on the Performance Motorsports Network. You are listening to the Stock Car Show. Brought to you by our good friends at HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. You can visit them on the web at hmsmotorsport.com or visit either one of their two locations in Danvers, Massachusetts or right here in Mooresville, North Carolina, otherwise known as Race City, USA. They're just about five minutes from our Race City, USA PMN studios where we are comfortably seated at the round table I am Tom That's Baker. A circle, from, by that the is way. a circle. Yes, round implies circular. I am Tom Baker. I am the CEO and senior editor of RaceChaserOnline.com. And I am joined at the round table to my right by Jacob Seelman, the managing editor of Race Chaser Online and my cohort in broadcast crime. My problem with this is you've already screwed up the alignment of our table. I think we're going to need a pit stop at some point because I'm not used to looking this direction at you. I'm all thrown off here. Okay, well, while Jacob gets unflustered, I will turn to my left and welcome Anthony Alfredo, the Italian stallion, to our round table. Anthony is a rookie again. He's gone from being a rookie in the late models, or being a rookie in the limited late models, being a rookie in the late models, to being a rookie now in the NASCAR K&M Pro East Series, where the other young man seated at the round table, Ryan Vargas, who did so well last week, he I'm got a back. return invite, <laughs> is also competing this I'm year for Rev Racing. More trouble. Yes, and <laughs> we're going to we're going to help you do that in a little while. Just Okey sit dokey. tight for a moment. We'll get to that. <laughs> Anthony is driving for MDM Racing, which, oh by the way, is the defending championship team in K&M Pro Series East. So the sporty 40 that Anthony will be behind the wheel. No pressure, bud. I mean, you're just following a championship season. Yeah, hopefully <laughs> we could just go help the team go two for two. And then obviously for me, it'd be huge to win the K&M East championship. That's obviously what we're going for here. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm super excited about it and it should be a lot of fun. Rumor has it that you and Harrison Burton have already been uh, – cohorts in in crime have you picked his brain on what you need to do yet or has he been too busy getting you in trouble for that (laughs) no i haven't i haven't been able to hang out with him as much as i'd like to because of school and all that stuff but uh so i haven't been able to pick his brain too much but i'm gonna try to here in the coming weeks to you know obviously get ready and maybe get some advice uh you know because he did it last year so he probably has some tips that could help me for going through the whole season. Well, be careful about spending too much time in Harrison's brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some strange know things what go on in there. If you don't believe us, just ask Todd Gilliland. Um, <laughs> Actually, yeah. no. Just ask Harrison. He'll well, tell you. <laughs> yeah, he'll tell you exactly. Now, it's uh, it's going to be obviously a big change for you again. Um, what are you most looking forward to about this coming season? It's hard to pick one thing, honestly. I'm just really excited to be moving up again. It's a great opportunity for me that I'm really grateful for. And uh, I'm going to have Robert Huffman up on the box as my crew chief. He knows and a thing or two. Exactly. To have a have a crew chief who's not only driven and had success, but just to be as knowledgeable as he is, uh, you know, will help me a lot as a driver, especially getting into, you know, a new car that I've never driven before. It's, you know, 
completely different than a late model, what I'm used to. And we're going all new tracks and all that. So it should be interesting. And we got the help of Bobby Gill as well. So obviously, you know, he knows a thing he or knows two a as thing well. Or ten. Yeah. So that'll be a that'll be neat. And I'm looking forward to it. the team as a whole. Just everyone in there. There's so much knowledge and uh, you know what they've built over the last couple of years over at MDM Motorsports is pretty incredible, honestly. So to be a part of it is is pretty awesome. You've been so fortunate the last couple of years to be able to work with some of the best in the business you know not only on the late model side with the teams that you've been with but now to be with mdm going into knn and knowing that there's arca there there's truck there i mean you're in a situation now anthony where you've really got an opportunity to maybe stay in one place for a year or two um, instead of sort of team hopping. And that in itself has to be kind of a comfort for you, knowing that maybe hopefully if things go right, you could spend the next two or three years there and really be able to get to know the the personnel and, and, and get that chemistry and not have to worry about the following season developing it all over again with somebody new. Absolutely, especially with, you know, the team they've helped put together for me, my crew, you know, we'll be able to uh, work together. And if we did some other things, maybe ran a couple ARCA races or something or did that next year, you know, it'd be great if we could, you know, keep the same crew together. And that's huge. You know, the chemistry you build with your guys, you don't want to lose that. And you really start getting things going. And that's why, you know, last year I was with a new team and I learned a lot over at Junior Motorsports. And by the end of the year, we started having so much success because you really just that's the time where you build all that chemistry. So if you could keep that, that's great. So let me make sure I'm understanding you right. You're going to have one Huffman up on top of pit lane for you, and you're going to have another one in your ear. Father and son. That, that That's just, I mean, okay, Robert as your crew chief is fantastic. Landon as a spotter. Now, the, the, biggest, thi- the biggest thing here is <laughs> you're going to have a lot coming at you in a very short amount of time with those two because they've both been through this ringer a timer, well, a lot. Yeah, no, I think it'll be good. Landon's one of my best friends, and it'll be cool to have him up, up on the box. So, um, obviously, I hope he gets to race a lot this year, but... I, I really want him up on the spotter stand every race, so hopefully nothing conflicts with any of our races. But, you know, he's raced as well, so to have, a, have not only a driver crew chiefing me, but spotting, you know, that, that's an advantage in my opinion. Landon, if you're listening, your driver is already trying to plan your year for you. Well, and Landon has other plans for the year. And, oh, by the way, if you're sitting and listening to this show and going, yeah, that's right. He's one of the drivers racing for Next Gen Motorsports at 18. No, eh. he's not. That is the wrong answer. That was erroneous from Landon himself. That's not happening. Okay. Landon has something. It's he, not that. He just can't talk about he's it. He's not ready to reveal it yet. But no, they jumped the gun. Somebody, somebody jumped the shark on that one. And uh, that is actually not the case. Just so you know, if you've seen that on J-Ski, that is not going to happen. Now, with that, we do transition to the Newswire because we do want to talk about a couple of stories that have been stories over the course of this week that are really interesting, honestly, and will allow both of our uh, co-host drivers to jump in if they'd like to on any of these topics. 
And we'll bring in also uh, Cisco Scaramuza, courtesy of the Race Chaser Skype line, who's with us this evening as well. And, of course, Bill Holt behind the glass, producing so well from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. First thing that I want to talk about is, wow, did Ben Kennedy's career change? This is a driver who we all thought was a developing driver who was climbing the motorsports ladder. And of course, if you don't know this about Ben Kennedy, Ben's, Ben Kennedy's mother is Lisa Kennedy, France. Le- Lisa France, France Kennedy. Kennedy. Sorry, I said that backwards. Yes, Lisa France Kennedy. And of course, a member of the founding NASCAR France family. Yeah, his, his great-grandpa, for those who are, are trying to draw the family, the family tree, tree in their head, yeah, was Bill Sr. Correct. Now, I point that out because that's the only way the next part of this makes sense. Ben is no longer driving. For 2018, Ben is now the boss of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Best move yes. ever. Agreed. 100%. I mean, who else better to run a series than a guy who's raced in the series and has won in the series? And it's, been in the playoffs. And has been in the series. playoffs. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, it, uh, the well, driver. That's a good point. He was in the yeah. That's right. I mean, it's a good. It's, a, it's obviously, in my opinion, probably one of the best decisions for that series as well because, like I said, it's a driver who's been through the whole series. So he's going to bring a lot of good stuff to the table, I believe. Cisco, does this make sense to you based upon the fact that he's young enough to be able to understand the type of driver and fan that NASCAR is trying to deal with at this point and go after, um, this just seems like something that came out of total left field, but yet could be a big difference maker in the long-term future for the truck series. I agree, and it's something where Ben's going to have to earn a lot of that respect, though. That's going to be the biggest thing because he's so young he doesn't have, you know, the same sort of respect from some of the drivers that, you know, yeah, he's raced against some of those guys growing up, but somebody like, I think, I think who comes to mind, Johnny Sauter and Matt Crafton, right? We saw them last season and, you know, we, at the time we called it kind of the old grouchy veteran because that's kind of <laughs> what they were. That's what they, that was their attitudes that they had. And Ben's going to have to go full on kind of, have to deal with that because we saw that in full force last year especially at martinsville jacob yeah that's <laughs> both of them the the <laughs> exact days. terminology that you're looking for here is grumpy old men yeah <laughs> they were definitely grumpy i don't anyway, know if I want to call them old but they were grumpy my two cents on this number one based on all the conversation i've seen on social media there's not much of a concern about respect among the drivers in the field i have seen nothing but glowing yes. support for Ben from drivers, from media members, from fans that have seen this play out over the past couple of days. And for another, why wouldn't you make this move? And just for the record, by the way, his official title is general manager of the The NASCAR camp. Managing director, actually. No, I'm clarifying this because, yes, that is what I think it was Bob Pockris put in his tweet. But the exact terminology in the official NASCAR press release is general manager, NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. So just to dispel. I'll just call him the boss. Yeah, the boss. He's the guy in charge. My point here is. He's driven, he's been through the sponsorship ringer, he's had to scratch and claw, 
And the truck series is going into a period of major flux with the new spec engine rollout, with questions on how many full-time teams we're going to have. This is the perfect time for somebody with Ben's experience in the series to come in and be able to help guide some decisions to get this series back on solid ground, to get it to great footing, and to have it be a very strong rung in NASCAR's developmental ladder for years to come. Well, as someone on Twitter put it a day or so ago, I got news for you. Someday, all of NASCAR is going to answer to Ben Kennedy. Well, we'll see about that, but certainly everybody in the truck series is going to have to answer to him this year. Welcome to the jungle, Ben, and we will be back with much more on the Stock Car Show here on PMN Radio as we continue. We're going to continue with the Newswire. We're going to talk with both Ryan and Anthony about the upcoming K&N season, and they are going to square off in a little game of Who Am I? That coming up later on in the program. So stick around. You're listening to the Stock Car Show on the Voice of Motorsports, the Performance Motorsports Network. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Open road, here comes the Hefley family. You've packed the smartphones, headphones, tablets, water snacks, coolers, sunscreen, bikes, skateboards, games, videos, sunglasses. There's no room for people in here. Just don't wimp out on the most important thing. Deep, Deep fried butter on a stick. No seatbelts. Whether it's a long haul or short trip. It's a win-win situation. Never give up until they buckle up. Visit safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup for more information. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your streetcar on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. How would you like to perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. Offering a highly competitive compensation plan with great benefits, a flexible schedule, and a signing bonus to the right candidate. Now, you must be ASE certified, and a minimum of six years' experience is preferred. Act fast. Don't miss out on this incredible, rare opportunity. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. Hi, I'm John Holloman, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. 
K4 bringing us back from that commercial set. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Ryan Vargas, Anthony Alfredo, and of course, our esteemed producer, Bill Holt, all talking motorsports on the Performance Motorsports Network. And heck, we're all doing this courtesy of HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. We thank them for being such a an ardent supporter of this show and the Performance Motorsports Network. And with that, we get back to the Newswire. We talked about Ben Kennedy becoming the new general manager slash big boss of the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series. Want to talk about a Truck Series driver who announced yesterday, courtesy of a nice Hall of Fame presentation that nobody knew about, Jordan Anderson going full-time in the truck series this year with his own team with a number of different sponsors now if you're not real familiar with jordan i've known jordan for many years since he was in the legends cars he won back-to-back um championships in the legends cars before he started to move up ran some asphalt late models some dirt late models then went into the truck series and has has been with a few different teams but the last couple of years he's kind of been the fan sort of the fan fate i want to say favorite in the sense that you know he's he's very very low buck he does the majority of the work or has done the majority of the work himself on the trucks he does all the logistics he drives the hauler he does almost everything and you know has been scraping to get to each race but has always managed to connect with his fans and at times especially when he was in the 66 truck he has shown the ability ryan to really be strong in the series um now a new venture for him with a good bit of i mean certainly not penske sponsorship but a good bit of sponsorship to really try to move up a level in terms of his truck series performance i couldn't be happier for him Exactly. Same here. I mean, I've followed Jordan for quite a long time. I've met him once or twice, but I mean, I've seen him. I went to the Vegas truck race this year and I saw him get out of his truck and he started wrenching on the car himself. And I didn't see any other drivers out there doing that. And that's one thing that really stuck out to me because it just showed the drive that he has. He is one of those guys who will work to where he's at. And so to see him have a full time ride with good sponsorship underneath him, I'm excited to see what he can do. Anthony, you've been in a situation in the past where, you know, yes, you've had the ability to get from race to race, but you haven't had the most funding of anybody in the field. So, you know, you guys both as racers know what it's like to have to really bust your tail. Talk about what it means and what kind of hope it gives to you to see somebody like Jordan after a number of years of really scraping by here to finally be able to put a series of partnerships together to at least take a significant step forward and do what he's doing this year. You read my mind, Tom. I was just going to say that at, at that level, it's even more challenging. You know, it's hard to get just short track racing, doing late models. It's hard to get a uh, sponsorship because there may not be as much to sell as there is at the higher levels. But I mean, really that's racing is just a great marketing platform. And at that level, the, the challenge is, you know, for someone like that who's doing it all by themselves, like, think how much he has to do. You know, he's his, he's his own marketing man. He's his own, pretty, you know, at, in the shop. He's his own uh, shop guy. He loads up. He drives a hauler. You see him on Twitter and Instagram posting pictures 
everyone's haulers are back at the shop unloading and he's you know he's just leaving the track because he was up all night you know fixing the truck yeah. or doing whatever he needs to do to load up and get home okay so we're not even into the game segment yet and anthony you've already made your first mistake you let tom inside your head <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, great minds on. think alike uh, so I say, well, <laughs> see nice save anthony that's how you do that right there but no i mean it's to me, it's really cool to see that as well because it, as another driver, it, it kind of shows that hard work and keeping your head up and not not wanting to give up. I mean, it's it'll it, if you put it your right foot forward, it could you can make something happen. Yeah, and and the thing is, um, this is a conglomeration of efforts here. You know, you've got Bomberito Automotive. That's a group, new word. LT at Bomberito. No, glom- glom- oh conglomeration. conglomeration. It's the word of the day. Look it up. Boom. Bomberito Auto Group, uh, LTI Printing, Jacob Companies, and Nightfire, and a boost of support from Nice Motorsports, ah. and uh, they've got four trucks now. So that's great. This is really going to be very interesting. He's his shops are his shops going to be in Statesville, and. You know, this is a a new opportunity for Jordan, and it's something that I know he's worked very hard for. And, you know, as long as I've known him, he's very faithful. He's very Christian. He's very much a man of God. And, and, you know, he has always believed that the Lord provides. And, you know, no matter what he's had to do, he's just put forth the effort. And now he gets the chance to hopefully take a step forward and become much more competitive in a series that we all know he's capable of running well in. So congratulations, Jordan. We're looking forward to having him on a future show to talk to us more about that. Um, Speaking of drivers taking steps, uh, well, this one's already in the truck series, but uh, he's moving to a new team for some ARCA and K&N races Noah Gregson, another one of our California kids yeah. who I know you're very familiar with, Ryan. Yeah, um, it's I, I, that's awesome because I, mean, I grew up racing with Noah. He actually started from back in Vegas. Yeah, Bandoleros racing against. I didn't really race against him much because he was in a higher division. But the times I raced against him, we always had a great time, and I raced with him in the super late models and stuff. So it's real good to see a good friend of mine have another opportunity like that. And the opportunity he's got, he's going to DGR Crossley for uh, Ark and Canaan competition, and this is the second announcement this week or in the last week about uh drivers going over there since david gilliland racing merged um with crossley which essentially is bola masters um to combine their efforts and and become a development program for uh i guess it's fair to say it's a toyota development program and they're working with kyle bush motorsports so uh, Noah, of course, running full-time for the second straight year with Kyle Busch this year in the four-truck, and now gets to expand his efforts by running some ARCA and K&N races. Does not say east or west, um, but uh, running some ARCA and K&N shows with DGR Crossley. So certainly an opportunity for him to get more seat time. And Anthony, I'm sure you can vouch for the fact that you can never at – this level, when you're developing, you can never have too much seat time. It doesn't matter what it is. No, you got to drive as much as you can, whatever you can, and just take advantage of every opportunity you get, in my opinion. I mean, some people say, you know, certain things, maybe, uh, I don't know, like asphalt racers going to dirt just, you know, to go 
run on it or a road course or whatever, but I think as much as you can drive and that variation, I think that makes you better. I mean, you see a lot of great race car drivers yeah. these days coming from dirt or they go on road courses and just, you know, smoke everybody else. You know I, I mean? always say as long as it's a competitive opportunity. In other words, you shouldn't go and drive something that's a back marker. You know, if you're trying to learn and develop, driving a car that's going to run in the back isn't going to really help you. But if you can get into a competitive situation, for example, Justin Haley running Trans Am, you know, the Trans Am series, things like that, or you go and run dirt races like, well, Justin does that too, I guess. But, you know, it's it's a great opportunity. You understand the difference between a super late model now and a late model stock and... You know, again, even just from one of those to the other is a difference in driving style. Exactly. I mean, from every car you go to, you learn something new. And every time you strap into a race car, whether you've been in the car once or been in it a a hundred times, you learn something new every single time. So for Noah, again, like I said, I can't say it enough. I'm really happy for him because, A, his first race in the K&N car is at Bristol. Which I'm gonna be right. I'm gonna be racing racing against him. So so I know yeah. So so Alfredo. Um. So I'm gonna be going to him for some for some help. I'm gonna be asking him for some tips because I know he's he's a very competitive race car driver. And like I said, I've raced against him, so I'm one to contest for that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Interesting move for Noah Gregson Jacob, and certainly an opportunity for him. I'm totally not surprised at this. When they when DGR Crosley announced, A, the merger, and B, that this was going to be expanded relationship with KBM, I said to myself, hmm, who's the first KBM driver that would make sense to get tossed in this for a little bit? Noah Gregson came to mind. Todd Gilliland, which was announced way a few well, weeks back now. He kind of knows the owner. Yeah, kind of, yeah. sort of. <laughs> Uh, Just a little bit. <laughs> you've got Eggleston in one in the tr- in the truck part time. Right. I mean, this is all coming together very, very well. And honestly, I think the extracurricular racing outside of the truck is going to help Noah. Noah enjoys the late model and the K and N stuff. It's a way for him to go out with no championship pressure or anything like that just have fun with it and make some things happen we saw him do that at the winchester 400 last year he won that we saw him do that at the snowball derby he ran really well in that i mean this is not difficult and i'm excited to see it for noah switch i believe is going to be the backer in what's gonna be the 54 i think First race going to be at Bristol in April, and my understanding, even though the press release wasn't clear from talking to somebody over at DGR, is that it is going to be two K&N East races and two ARCA races, which he'll make his debut for DGR Crosley next weekend at Daytona in the ARCA car. Oh, by the way. Well, not a bad place to make your debut if you're going to. And with that, we will step aside. When we come back, we got a couple of more items off the newswire to talk about, including new drivers added to both Mason Mitchell Motorsports and Windron for Daytona and some interesting situations involved there. We'll tell you about it around the turn. You're listening to the Stock Car okay, Show Seacrest. presented <laughs> by HMS Motorsport. I didn't say after the break, nor did I mention the bottom three. Presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders of motorsport safety. We will be back after this on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. 
Do you love the sound of high revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-raceway.com, or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com. Drift Nirvana, getting you sideways the right way. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schroep Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. What an awesome game. What's up with your car? I don't know. It won't start. How are we getting home? Chill. My parents signed me up for the roadside assistance from Lewis Meineke. It was free with my oil change. They'd come and get the car started or get us home and tow the car to the shop. Good to know. With my driving, my parents never know what to expect. When you join the Meineke Car Care Club with a $35 preferred service, you get four free months of roadside assistance, including tire change, battery jump, lockout service, towing, and more. Contact Lewis Meineke, located on Route 1, or call 827-2054. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. COPD, chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, is a lung disease that robs people of their ability to breathe. As many as 24 million Americans suffer from COPD, also known as chronic bronchitis or emphysema, and half of them don't know they have the disease. If you or someone you love is over 35 and has smoked more than 100 cigarettes in their lifetime, visit driveforcopd.org and take the screener, then take that to your doctor. I'm Jeff Stoltz, and I drive for COPD. I'm Dalton Sargent, and you're listening to Race Talk on Performance Motorsports Network. Speaking of drivers going truck racing in 2018, Dalton Sargent will be doing just that. But we focus for now on the Arca Series. And, Jacob, interesting news in the last day or so from both Wintron and Mason Mitchell Motorsports. Drivers for Daytona 
kind of head scratchers. Let's start with Mason Mitchell. Talk about I was hoping you were going to start who there. Mason Mitchell has added for Daytona to uh, team with Quinn Hauf. I'm kind of pleased with this decision, actually, and I'll tell you why. Max Tolman, who is a longtime sports car driver, is going to be making his debut for Mason Mitchell Motorsports at Daytona in the number 78 Chevrolet with sponsorship from Zoomi. Z-O-O-M-I. It's a real thing. Look it up during the next break. He is from Pennsylvania, but what interests me most about this is, A, we know Mason Mitchell Motorsports has a kick-butt speedway program, and two, Doug Richard is going to be Max's crew chief for Daytona. I mean, Max has had plenty of success in sports cars between IMSA, Pirelli World Challenge, those worlds. So maybe the stock car universe doesn't know the name as well. But consider that when you have Doug Richard on the pit box, and oh, by the way, for those who are scratching their heads and go, wait, do I know that name? Yes, you know that name. Doug Richard led Dale Earnhardt Sr. to his first NASCAR Winston Cup Series championship in 1980. Back when Doug was like 12. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to have Tyler Green on this. 12. (laughs) Maybe. Wait, no, that was Jeff Gordon in 1995. No, it's... Never mind, keep going. You you just ruined the whole thing, but move on. Whatever. (laughs) What I was getting to was that Tyler Green is going to be his spotter. So you have Richard on the pit box, Tyler Green on the spotter's stand, and, oh, by the way, Tyler is also the voice who piloted one Justin Haley to his win in the Talad... Either Justin Haley or Justin... I think it was Talladega. Justin. Yeah, yeah. Justin, April yeah. of 2016. No, that was this year. It was, it was, it was, it was, no, it was last year, 17. Okay, so that would have been that would have been Gus then in 16. Yeah, yes, that would have been Gus, Gus in the 98. That yeah. was the shortened race. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I knew it was one or the other. Yeah. It was dark. Ma- if Mason were here, he'd have well, yeah, because about Justin won his race with Mason last year. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They no. went two in a row. The so, old 88 car. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, proof that Mason Mitchell Motorsports is good on speedways. Yeah. All in all, <laughs> between driver. Crew chief, spotter, and owner. I like the pieces to this puzzle, and I think Max is going to be just fine. Uh, you you kind of scratched your head when you said out of the three drivers they brought to the test, only one of them is actually driving the race. And I reminded well, I, you that the other two aren't quite old well, enough. Yes, yet. I knew that. <laughs> but the point I was making was then you go over here, and here's Max, who kind of comes out of nowhere and hasn't driven a stock car before. So the Doug Richard thing is interesting. And for those who were confused by the whole, when Doug Richard was the crew chief for Dale with Rod Osterlin back in 1980. 1980, Yeah. The running joke was that he was barely out of diapers because he (laughs) wasn't very old. I mean, he was, that was it. He was one of those young upstarts that just had it from the very beginning and knew what he was doing. And of course, when you got Dale Earnhardt in your car, probably makes it a little easier to look good, but um, you know, yeah, they won the championship. And so he's always um, been known as someone who achieved a lot very early. Now Mm -hmm. our second head scratcher comes from the announcement out of Wintron about their new driver edition and his background, which is, 
not much. I'm just going to be that guy and say that this is slightly confusing to me as well. And I mean no disrespect to Daniel Sasnick. No, me neither. But (laughs) his main resume bullet point is that he's been a driver for the Richard Petty driving experience for a while. He participated in the open test in January with Fast Track High Performance Racing, ran 12th out of like 62 cars, and I'm guessing picked up sponsorship, and that was enough to allow Kevin Swinski and the folks at Wintron to be able to get him a ride in the 33 car alongside Gus Dean, who will pilot the primary 32 car. Florida-based Standard Sand and Silica will back Daniel Sasnitz's efforts at Daytona. That is a lot of S's. That's a tongue twister. Now, here's my here's my issue with this. This is a gentleman who has zero competitive racing background that we know of up to this moment. His only driving experience literally has been in a driving experience as a driving instructor now i as a driver coach can understand and appreciate that those cars that they use in those driving schools while they're not i mean they're detuned seriously but they're still enough like a stock car and they still run the same line that the stock cars do. So in that sense, you learn to run a correct line on the racetrack, but the lack of competitive racing, just because he went through Andy Hillenberg school and was 12 fastest out of 62. I don't want to diminish this gentleman, but it isn't that hard to go really fast at Daytona if you're in good equipment. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. I mean, I, I wish all the luck. I wish all the best. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, hopefully he runs well. Hopefully he proves that a lot of people are wrong, including uh, including us here at the table. But I mean, it's going to be cool. It's, I, I think it's going to be a really neat neat experience for him, especially saying since he doesn't have hardly really, at least that we know, any racing experience. So he's going to be thrown in, thrown right into the wolves. So mm-hmm. hopefully he comes out of it all right, and hopefully he. Brings it home in a good finish. I'm not prejudging what he's going to do, but just to say that the part that he's missing is drafting with other cars, pass timing, all of those sorts of things. That's not entirely true because, remember, the second day of the ARCA Open test is pack drafting. Well, I understand that, but it's a little different in a test situation Versus versus a race, and you're running with a lot of drivers who may not even actually be in the race because there are a lot of drivers who go to Daytona and test, as we talked about earlier with Mason Mitchell. He had two drivers who weren't even old enough to actually race in the race. So I don't know about this one. I, it, there's For me, there's a little bit of, of, of a discomfort that he's never been, again, at least as far as we know, He's never been in a competitive racing situation. And boy, when they throw the green and it's the real thing and you've got 
a lot of really well-experienced drivers all moving around and doing different things. All it takes is one little mistake. and Especially at the Yeah, so I yeah, don't know at, about at this one, honestly. I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised Arca approved him on, but, uh, on that basis. Well, if, but he show, if he showed enough promise between the two phases of the open yeah. test, that's how you get approved. I guess that's all they care about. Att- which... To attempt the race. Let's be clear. If there's more than, four, there, if there's more well, than 36 true. or 40 cars, yeah. he's probably going to have to qualify he's, in. Yeah, he's got to prove that he can go fast enough to get in to begin with. That is yeah, true, that but is he's, true. he's also in very good equipment. Right. So. I, well, I don't think the 33 ran enough races last year. I'd have to go back and look during the next break. No. I'm not sure how many races the 33 had as far as how many points they might have to be able to fall back on. So, Cisco, um, you, you've done a, a fair amount of iRacing. There, that would s- seem to, to spell the fact that if all you got to do is go down there and test well, if we can... Uh, you know, get you to hit the lottery or whatever, you could be racing in the ARCA race next year. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> At least this goes honest. Exactly. Yeah, right. Like, no, like like what kind of you could hear kind of Ryan talking about. It's so completely different. And yeah. even in a situation where if it was my case where it was me, you know, using iRacing as a training tool, there's still so much that you don't get with that. Right. Including, you know, Accurate drift model, and you know, <laughs> be, having the car around you and having shade. to feel the g forces and you know, the closed spaces. The biggest thing, yes, he'll be comfortable in the car, but how different are those Richard Petty driving experiences in terms of where the switches are yeah. and you know, all the extra safety equipment and stuff as well? But if Arca approved him, then Arca feels like he can drive, so yeah. I mean. If if Arca shot themselves in the foot here, they're the ones to blame, not yeah. him yeah. necessarily. That's true. I also, oh, I I also want to update what I just said because I just got a hold of last year's final owner points, and barring a complete collapse of the entire field, he'll be in the race no matter what. That 33 car, I had forgotten they act, uh, that Wintron actually did run the 33 car with a rotating cast of drivers okay. in every race last year. Oh, they so did? They, wow. They were 12th in owner points last year with oh, that 33 oh, car, so he'll He'll be in, he'll be in the show one way or another, whether yeah. it's a provisional or he has the speed to qualify in. Which, uh, well, uh, good luck. Yeah, yeah. We wish. I mean, we, we wish him all the luck in yeah. the world. I, I just that's all. I mean, that's all we could say. That I just mean, doesn't. That, that all just doesn't quite add up for me. But we'll we'll see keep, where it keep goes. the nose on it. Run yeah. a clean race and just yeah. learn something. That, ba- I mean, the big judging? thing is he's with a good team with a lot of experience. I'm sure he'll mm-hmm. have an experienced crew chief and a well-seasoned spotter, and that's what he's going to need is a lot of coaching once yeah. the green flag drops. Todd Meyer's going to be his crew chief for yeah. this race. And judging so, by Todd. how last year's Daytona Arca race went, if he just doesn't wreck, I think he'll be okay. Uh, the problem, no, actually, the, the problem that was... with that theory, Vargas, is even though they didn't wreck a lot, they did wreck on, like, lap four. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was a deal where it's big, a, big, big, big junk. Four. Yeah, it, we didn't have a, qua- a a quantity of wrecks, but boy, the ones we had were quality. Yeah. <laughs> big wreck, big wreck on lap four. As as a big, viewer, not yeah. as a driver. Yeah. Let's yeah. get that clear. Yeah. Look, if I can make one point quickly sure. before we go ahead. break. There's always one thing that's not good at plate tracks, and it's inexperience. And if you want a uh, refresher on that one, just go watch the 2002 Aaron's 312. Oh, yes. That's inexperience at a plate track. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know look that one. that one up after the show. When Let's go to break. When, when, yeah. when we get back on the other side of the break, 
Ryan and Anthony are going to square off in a game of history. You're going NASCAR down history. Who am I is coming up right around the turn. This ought to be good. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. Hey, I'm T-Bone. I'm Mark Sidell. I'm Jay Weezy. I'm Will, and we all work at WFNZ, and we all attended Carolina School of Broadcasting. What's up? I'm QCB, and we don't want you to be confused. There's only one accredited broadcast school in Charlotte, and that school is Carolina School of Broadcasting. It matters where you get your education. Get yours where we got ours. Carolina School of Broadcasting. They are accredited. Financial aid is available for those who qualify, and VA funds are accepted. Call 704-395-9272 or visit csbradiotv.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Chase Cabry and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now, back to the show. (laughs) Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. Presented by HMS Motorsport here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, Cisco Scaramuza, Ryan Vargas, Anthony Alfredo, and Bill Holt behind the glass punching buttons for us from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. And we were talking in the last segment at the end about uh, the ARCA race last year at Daytona. Cisco comes up with this gem by going to Racing oh, no, Reference. Is, no, this is from the Aaron's race. So oh, this the oh, that, oh, okay, that's break. right. Yeah, this is the Aaron's 312 one. Yeah, so, <laughs> so this is what, what we were referring to with the Aaron's 312 and the inexperience. <clears throat> Lap 16 through 19, caution, reason, car number 1, 2, 4, 5, 7, 10, 12, 18, 19, 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 33, 44, 46, 47, 51, 60, 63, 77, 87, 88, and 99 accident on the backstretch. 
Nice. I would have stopped reading after like. I'm five. very. Yeah. I'm very. I'm not going. I'm going to say this. I'm I would have after five numbers. I would have been like, "Wow, that's a big wreck." <laughs> I'm very impressed <laughs> that you were able to sail those numbers without slipping once. Like you I, well, get a, hey, you get I'm a gold sticker. Announcer, it's my job. There that's, you go. That's that. That's why we mentioned that race as being an example of an experience. Wow. And, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, again, we're not trying to, um, you know knock anybody or whatever it's just that that whole scenario for me the of case. the lack of competitive experience and just being allowed into the race because well you're fast in yeah. a test it's just a little so, sketchy by the way for those who were counting in the play at home game i believe cisco that was what 29 cars uh two three six nine twelve thirteen twenty six twenty nine cars hey yep, yes. i can do math sometimes twenty nine cars in that, one wreck. Uh, if you're also playing at home, was an incident caused by the uh, the 47 of Shane Meal getting into the back of, I believe it was the 10, and Digging. basically triggering off of turn two that massive pileup. Which, if you've ever seen any sort of crash compilation or anything, the one where the two's flipping. Yeah, but the, the one where the two's the flipping, that was the crash. Yeah, yeah there was like two was. other cars airborne. It was. Yeah, I watched crash compilations. Don't worry. Okay, so we move on to. A new feature for the Stock Car Show. We call this Who Am I? And there's a reason for that. It's because this game is predicated upon being able to guess who the driver is based on a clue. And we've invited, no, we've actually just thrown them to the wolves, our two special driver guests, Anthony Alfredo and Ryan Vargas. You're going to, down, Alfredo. Yeah, we're squaring them off Dude, against each other. You were here longer than me. I have a feeling you got to study. I didn't. I didn't get to study. <laughs> no, he, he does not know the questions. Nobody saw the questions except for me. And the way this works is I'm going to give you the clue and say, who am I? And I'm going to give you each the opportunity to guess. We should have a buzzer. To guess the answer, like well, we, 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 that wasn't in the budget for today. So, yeah. um, but but you will know right away if you were correct or incorrect. I promise. Okay. So this is the way this works. For example, if I said, "I am the driver. I am the youngest driver currently in the Hendrick." Cup Series Stable. William Byron. Who am I, you would say? William Byron. Okay. So, and that would be correct. Point one Vargas. <laughs> okay. We got, we got the sound effects. We, that, it, was a, it was just an explanation there, guys. <laughs> but, hey, it we have a test run effect, now. But, okay, so I we know the, the sound effects. I hope they're all that works. easy. Yeah, okay. I know. Let's, shoot, I'm, a, I'm on a roll now. <laughs> okay, so the, the way this works is, to be fair, we're going to, we're going to swap off who gets to answer first, and since... Anthony is seated directly to my left. He's going to start as the first driver to get to, or the first uh, contestant to get to answer the question. Okay, so here is the first question. I'm not much of a fan of burnt toast. And my one win championship run in 2003 is often cited as the reason for NASCAR's playoff. Who am I? Anthony. When you say burnt toast, you always remind me of Justin Carroll. They call him toast. Well, there's a driver in NASCAR they call burnt toast. I'm not much of a fan of burnt toast. And my one win championship run in 2003 
is often cited as the reason for NASCAR's playoff. Who am I? Oh my gosh, why am I stuck on the tip of my tongue right now? Playoff, the start of the playoffs. Got to guess? Is there a time limit? Uh, yes, because the up? show ends in, in about an hour. Your music just your, ran out. Your time so. is right. up. Okay. Okay. All right. Take Go a ahead, guess. Ryan. Take a guess. I can't. Okay. No guess. Because I know I know what it is, and I can't. It like it's on the tip of my tongue right now, but I don't, I'm going to get right, it wrong. Now, now, for those of you listening to the show, Ryan is doing like hand. He's all excited over here across from me. Ryan Vargas, who am I? I am like 90% sure, but I believe it was Kurt Busch driving the number 97 Ford. No, nobody See, I gets knew, I knew it wasn't that. Who was it? The correct I, I answer. answer. It, the, go ahead, Cisco. Tell me who it is. Nobody, I don't remember that. Year. 2003 was the last year that the series was the Winston Cup series. And if you've been to the Winston Cup Museum in Winston-Salem, you would have known it was Matt Kenseth. I knew it was either Kenseth or Kurt. And Bert ah. Toast is Joey Logano. Yeah, that's. Oh, I'm not much of a fan bread. of bird oh, toast. Yes, no, slicing no, I knew that was no, jo- it's sliced it's bread. Sliced bread. It's, he sliced toast. bread. Yeah, when he said no, toast, I thought Joey Legato. No, I thought Joey. So I was like, hang I was on, like, time out. Sliced bread was his original nickname. The nickname that his detractors give to him is Burnt Toast. Ah, Hence, okay. Yeah, see, when you said that, I was like, Joey Logano wasn't, yeah. didn't yeah. have a championship run okay. Okay. Race then. So nobody gets a point for Dang question it. one. We'll try question you. two. Hopefully this – now this one's going to test how much time you guys spend on social media paying attention. Okie dokie. Question two. Wait, is it my, Ryan goes yeah, first. Yeah. In my spare time, I enjoy drumming and oh. chilling with Ryan Blaney. Are you Bubba, kidding me? Who Bubba, am I? Bubba Wallace. Correct. Are you <laughs> kidding me? What was that? <laughs> Correct. Point, Vargas. <laughs> that was a point for Ryan. Okay. Well, we got to mix them. You know, I mean, you guys, because nice, otherwise dude. you guys may end up with zero at the rate you're going. Okay. Oh, gosh. Question three. I became the first driver. This is Anthony's question. First driver in NASCAR history to make a milk toast on the podium at the Champions Banquet. William Byron. Who am I? Is it strictly Cup? Yes. Yeah. Well, no, oh, you no didn't, not you necessarily Cup, but... Oh, I already got it wrong. When Marking did wrong, William so Byron make goes... a milk toast at the banquet? I thought he did at the bank. I was there. He did at Junior Motorsports twice. Oh, he did. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, that's I, that's not the correct answer. It was, it was Jeff Gordon. It was Jeff Gordon in 1995. He did at the, he did it to Dale. Him and Dale yes. like shared it. Yes, cho- that was a running was, joke. Oh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Dale right. called him peace. milk and cookies. Come on, guys. This is yeah. Yeah, it was that was one of the most humorous. If it, if those in our audience, if you've not seen that clip, go to YouTube, type in Jeff Gordon, nineteen ninety five champions, cup champions banquet or whatever. It'll bring it it's up. Going to be playing in and my head. It was the rest hilarious. Watching get another it. really easy one too. I see okay. it on the back of my eyelids, and I shut my eyes right now. <laughs> so <laughs> Ryan's got two. Wow. Okay, Anthony is down. So Ryan's question. I was known as much for the cigarette lighter in my cup car as I was for my much made fun of name. Who am I? Dick Trickle. What are these questions? I know Dick Trickle because I raced against No his, sound uh, effect? His, I was waiting I for the sound effect. Did Justin, didn't Justin Carroll mount people. one of them in his there car too for the throwback Two people race? behind the glass now. This yeah. is not 
this hasn't I, been it's even Dick Trickle so because I, I know it Dick Trickle because Trickle. I raced against um, I raced I, against his nephew Chris. Hey, and Brian was my crew chief last last year. Oh, Somebody really? over there was about to be talking over my sound effect the first time I was going to punch it. So we'll see. chill. Okay, next question. This is for Anthony. Now, in theory, this should be as easy as any of the other ones, but it depends again on how much you paid attention over the years. In 1979, I a three-time NASCAR champion, ended my Daytona 500 in turn one, beating on Bobby Allison's fist with my nose. Who am I? No, you don't know this. Dale Earnhardt. Oh, Bobby, yeah. No, it wasn't Bobby Allison either. No, I know. You I said, said it was beating him. on Bobby Allison's fist with my nose. Who am I? Kelly You've Yarbrough. got a guess? Kelly Yarbrough. Wow. Johnny Allison and Kelly Yarbrough fighting in the grass in turn four. Yeah. And there's a fight. <laughs> and there's a fight. <laughs> okay. Greatest line. So Ryan has got. Tonight. Alfredo, step it up. <laughs> well, <laughs> the problem is we've only four. got one question left, and oh, no. even if I doubled the value of the question, Anthony can't win because you've got three correct, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think three, it's three correct. One, two, three correct. Yeah. Okay. okay. Um, my first. Uh, okay, this is. Uh, let's see. Well, I'm going to give this one to Anthony because he needs to get a point on the board. Yes. My first and middle birth name was Elsie Wiley. But I eventually became everyone's buddy. Who am I? Buddy Baker. Oh. Alfredo gets one in the there clutch. There you go. It was All right. Buddy so Baker. I didn't go for five. At least I'll sleep no, tonight. No, you didn't yeah. go for five. I still took the L, though. It's yeah. too early. We the both took hasn't an L even, on that first The weekend one, hasn't even started. Come on, oh, Gosh. But it's Ryan Thursday. knows his NASCAR history. I've been All right. To I'm, be fair, the two questions you gave him. We're okay. The devil the the just who the draw. Now he's you. accusing the host of fixing it. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Sour grapes by Alfredo. It's all right. <laughs> it, it is. First Honestly, statement. you know, it, the, the, the question about Ryan Blaney for me was, was I thought a giveaway, but you I should have just you, said the banging drums part. You should have just said the banging yeah. drums because I, I, there's like, I, I, I still, it's just, it's just you still already got it, but as soon as you said Blaine, I could confirm. Not it. many, not a lot of people catch those drumming videos, though. You'd be surprised how many people Aww. that I talk that's to about Bubba. That's a shame that they don't. Who those don't are, know about that because they don't watch Twitter as much. It's oh. like you got to go check his Yeah, they out. have to. He's that, those actually are a good player. Okay, uh, I'm getting things thrown at me, so I think we need to close the book on our first Ever edition of Who Am I? Ryan Vargas, the winner, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh. And we'll let Ryan celebrate with, uh, with oh, I don't know, milk. maybe he'll go out and spin his tires in the parking lot or something while we take a break. <laughs> and when we come back, or, or maybe a milk toast, for that matter, we'll be back with more of the stock car show. You never know what's going to happen in the second hour. But we're going to find out soon. You're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network. You know what really gets a party started? Indoor baseball. Yeah, just find a broom or a pool cue, and you can use, like, anything as a ball. Cans, bottles, shoes. Hey, bro, toss me that avocado. Most party fouls are pretty dumb, but if you decide to drink and drive underage, you could lose your license and your freedom. Underage drinking and driving, the ultimate party foul. Learn more at ultimatepartyfoul.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. 
automotive technicians, and auto service trainees. How would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, We'll probably stay together. Probably? It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tyler Reddick, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show here. You guys got headbangers for the intro the music. Performance yeah, that's awesome. H- hang on, hang on. Before we get into this, can we let Cisco give his bonus question from the last segment? Because it's too good not okay, to. Okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I'll, uh, <laughs> well, it, this, the, yeah, go ahead, Cisco. Throw it out there. We, we, it'll just be fun to introduce this right. into the show. All right, this is for all. Let's just say this is for all the points. Oh, How about gosh. this? The pace car is my job now but I raced a bit risky. Mike Joy once said that the wings were extra crispy. Who am I? Anthony? Oh, my goodness. Shame on you, because I'm sure... I bet Ryan knows. Brett Brett Bodine. Yes. I was going to say shame on Anthony, because I'm sure you talked talked to him. I just talked to him today. Exactly. Anthony is really not good at these riddles. That's that's the problem. The crispy part got me, but when you said pace car, I was like, oh, Brett Bodine. Yeah, get the get the mic a little closer there, Alfredo. There you go. Uh, yeah, we 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 have uh, we we have a guy who's not really good with L- riddles. Listen, I, I finished class for the week today. You know, it's tomorrow's Friday. I, you know, I'm done with my schoolwork for the week. You're kind of just, just your I'm brain's just in that off chill now. mode right now. Okay. <laughs> He's yeah. just chilling. That's my excuse. Yeah, that's just, uh, that's my story, chilling. and I'm sticking to it, as Bobby Allison says. And if yeah. somebody in the audience didn't get that clue, obviously Brett Bogan drives the pace car now, but the wings were extra crispy, of course. A Quaker reference. steak, 
and Lube, his former sponsor, when he was driving for. Didn't Brett also end up with that? Hooters? Wasn't what I was. He had Hooters as Hooters. well. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. He went from Quaker Steak to Hooters. Yeah. I was say, what is wings? Yeah, the Quaker Steak. Yeah, and well, the no, wings they have extra wings. wings part are. was from the wreck that he had at Daytona, where the car ended up catching on yes. fire. And yep. Mike yes. Throw away comment about that. Yeah. Dang. So he. That's right. Yeah. So he actually had two uh, places. Sponsoring him that uh, did super fine chicken wings, and of course Hooters still does. Quaker Steak no longer in the area here, and that's a shame because they were awesome. Anyway, back to the stock car show and back to conversation about well, stock cars and such. And one of the things that was prominent this week in the NASCAR news wire was the truck test, uh, or rather. Uh, yeah, let me try that again. The cup test. Yes. <laughs> Las there, Vegas. There was we a, talked so much yeah. trucks. That, there was a truck and Xfinity test at Charlotte during yeah, the was, uh, media yeah, tour. But yeah. yes. I'm referring to the cup test at Vegas. And honestly, day one, I'm sure a lot of people would be surprised if they realized that William Byron was fastest. But those no. of us who understand yeah, no. the situation, is anybody at this table surprised that no. William Byron came Not out the fastest? No. no. Yeah. I mean, I mean you, you see his talent that he's proved, and he's also driving the 24 car. It's That's called awesome. adaptability. Yes. Exactly. Qu- quickly adapting to the cup scene. Uh, a, a fairly clean couple of days and a quick surprise thrown in there because Cole Custer actually showed up to drive uh, the Go Fast 32. No, uh in the in the te- well, I yeah, and then I think he ended up today with Rick Ware racing briefly. Oh, I okay, I didn't know that. But, Supposedly, uh, Matt DiBarito is on a cruise. If anybody's wondering why Matt didn't test his own he car, well, he's thank on you a, for pronouncing that correctly. Yes, Matt DiBarito, uh, otherwise known as Matt DiBenedetto, for those who aren't inside the joke. Um, Matt uh, <coughs> Matt's on a cruise with his wife, and so he. Uh, he wasn't able to make the test. I didn't know that you got to skip tests and go on a cruise. But I suppose if the cruise was pre-booked and then the test shows up, you just go get somebody who could wheel a car. And Cole Custer went, yeah, sure, why not? Um, and got to drive a cup car for the first time. So I'm sure that was cool for him. That's cool for Cole. Yeah, definitely. So now that we've we've had testing at Vegas, and it seems like the Camaros, oh, by the way, a brand new body for the Chevrolet cars in Cup seem to be pretty darn strong as Kyle Larson yes. led day two. Camaro swept three of the four sessions. The only session they didn't sweep was the afternoon session on day one, and that was Eric Jones in the Camry. Basically, what does this tell us? Chevy, good. Toyota, good. Ford, Maybe needs a little help from the Hawkeye system here. Well, I mean, you look at the new Camaro is really <laughs> Chevy's rebuttal to the new Toyota Camry. Ding! Correct. And it's and obviously it's working. I mean, you see Chevy's leading the way at Vegas. So you're going to. I, I have a feeling we're going to see well, a pretty good. Let's keep in mind, it was a test. It was a and test. Not all the teams were there. Yeah. Nobody but, laughed at that, Ryan. But I got it. Don't worry. Yeah, but. I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is I feel like we're going to see a pretty good manufacturer battle, kind of like how it was back in the yeah. old days. 
Chevy versus Toyota, which is something nobody would have thought well, back then. But let, right. you know, cool. let's not take the Ford teams out of this just yet. I'm not, I'm not you know, taking the Ford I'm not taking them out, out but it'll, However, it's, it's cool to see the rebuttal. The one thing I did say last week was that the team I, I would personally fear the most going into this cup season is Hendrick Motorsports. And uh-huh. yep. you see, I mean, uh-huh. and, and it's really because not just the new Camaro body, but as I said last week, the young talent that's coming into that team is not unworthy because William Byron should have had a shot at the truck championship, won the Xfinity championship, and now is in a cup car that certainly is capable of winning races. And Alex Bowman, people don't realize he's had about 90 plus races in a cup car prior to the season. It's not that he's unseasoned. It's just he only had that one stint in Junior's car to be in top equipment. So this is really going to be, I think, an interesting season for Hendrick Motorsports. And Jimmy Johnson, as the mentor, and we'll call him the wizard, um, not to say grandpa or Uncle Jimmy. Um, Yeah, they were talking about in uh, the media tour, they were said, how Chase calls him uh, Uncle Jimmy, but William Byron still refuses to call him Grandpa. Yeah. No, no, no. no, no. Chase well, refuses to call Chase him Chase refuses grandpa. to call him Grandpa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> William Byron calls him Grandpa. And, and he's old enough to be William Byron's Grandpa, I think, or close. <laughs> not quite. Uh, not quite. But here's the deal with, with, with this. Jimmy Johnson has really got to come out smoking because these two kids are going to push him all season long. This is uh-huh. going to be a fun team to watch. Chase Elliott is obviously just chomping at the bit to get his first win. Byron and Bowman want to make quick statements as rookies. And Jimmy is coming off a season that, while he won some races, was not a Jimmy Johnson-like season no, at all. Correct. Okay, so all of them have got motivation to come out of the box strong and I think that team definitely is a team that's going to turn its fortunes around starting at Daytona and moving very quickly through the first part of the year. I could see Jimmy easily winning his third Daytona 500, oh, yeah. to be completely honest. I yeah. see any of them winning the Daytona 500, well, to be honest. After the way Chase lost it a year ago, I would put the 24 and the 40, or huh, 24 and the, the 48. Nine. I'm still getting the used nine, to that. Yeah. The 9, the nine the there's a dollar yeah. in the jar. The 9 and the 48 as being the two favorites out of the Hendricks stable. I'm not discounting either William Byron or Alex Bowman, but I think Chase has a little extra motivation after being within three laps I, of winning that race a year ago and coming up out of fuel. I have a feeling Cisco disagrees with you. Why does no, Cisco I, I disagree, disagree with me? because I think Chase is going to just win the race. I uh, know that's what I that's what well, I he said. He did say the nine or the forty. Oh, I thought you said yeah. Jimmy was going to win the race. Well, no, Jimmy he, and, he Jimmy said either. Or. Or I said Chase. either yeah. the oh, either okay. Jimmy or Chase. I missed the or part. I'm yeah, the one sorry. that disagrees then because I think you're selling Bowman and and Byron way too short. I think they're going to be every bit as strong or stronger than either the nine I mean, you, or you, the forty. You can't forget Alex technically isn't a rookie. Yeah, yeah. Well, but that's no, he's not a rookie. He has that's my point. He's got plenty of seat time. He's just going to be in really good equipment this year and filling. Some uh, pretty big shoes, but yeah. Yeah. with all he respect that could, to Junior, he showed he could handle it last year. I so. believe Alex Bowman will race in the playoffs and possibly all the way to Homestead for the championship. And I, I think that much of his ability. I remember on Twitter, NASCAR Chasm, whatever that 
Twitter account yeah. is. They were like, he's just basically tweeted, we should just start a petition to make Alex Bowman be a rookie this year, even though he he's has 81 starts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, and, he, and again, he was referring to the fact that for Every, the most yeah. part, except for the time in the 88, the equipment he was in was not capable of running in the front. Yeah. With, again, with all due yeah. respect to the team. I mean, yeah. when you look at Alex Bowman and you think he's not been around that long, uh, try 135 NASCAR National Series starts wow. combined between Cup, Xfinity, and Truck, including a win last fall at Charlotte in the Xfinity Series driving for Chip Ganassi. Oh, by the way. (laughs) And Cisco, who always finds the most sort of non... uh, the, the, the smallest little details about situations... Says well, uh, well, you say it, Cisco. I said he w- he won't be have as many calories in the car weighing him down since there's no Dr Pepper on it anymore. <laughs> okay, yeah. Wait, but going back to 2014 when he drove for BK and yes. had Dr Pepper. Yes, on the car. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and and no Mountain Dew on the car, as far as we know. Is that gone? We don't it's, know. It's, it's on the sure, nine car. It's on the nine car. I haven't seen it. I don't on the know. It's going to be on the eighty-eight, but we'll. I, I guess we'll leave that. Yeah, open. I. I'd be surprised. The Mountain Dew deal is the nine, the twenty. No, it would be the nine, the twenty-four, and the eighty-eight because Mountain Dew never shows up on Jimmy's car. Okay, so it will. It will go across the. But it won't. It, I don't think they're going to be a main sponsor as often. No, they, they. And they only did like two or three races right. with Junior to begin yeah. with. So well, no, well, yeah, but. For a while, they were his main sponsor. No more of fa- Tom's favorite TV mascot anymore? Oh. <laughs> well, Dewey Rider. Dewey Rider. Dewey Rider. Embarrassment <laughs> to the brand. Okay, with that, we'll step aside. When we come back, we've Kyle got more, Sousa. believe it or not. With Kyle Souza, we're going to talk, well, we're going to talk TQ Midgets, and then we're going to talk about the World Series of asphalt stock stock car car racing racing. that's a mouthful at new smyrna which oh by the way our two driver guests will come back in on that conversation because well both of them will be making their first starts at the track during that big week of racing with that we'll step aside back with kyle souza after this on the stock car show presented by hms motorsport on the voice of motorsports the performance motorsports network excuse me i know you have a nine o'clock so i'll keep this short I'm the business suit in the back of your closet. You wore me nearly every day before your office went, quote, casual. I used to be the CEO of your closet. Now I'm just that one intern no one ever talks to. I always thought you'd circle back with me, get granular, keep me in the pipeline. But nada, nothing. Don't you remember the McKittrick presentation? You spilled coffee on me and I still looked amazing during the breakout talkback Q&A. So I think it's time for me to move on. I've got a great resume, and I absolutely crush it in interviews, okay? Let's make this a clean break. Shift the paradigm. The only thing I ask is that you think outside the box here and do this. Take me to Goodwill, where I can really make a difference. Your donations to Goodwill create new jobs, training programs, and education assistance for people in your community. To find your nearest donation center, go to goodwill.org. Donate stuff. Create jobs. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, 
BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. Hi, I'm Spencer Davis, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, and of course, we've got Bill Holt behind the glass, punching all the right buttons from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. And we continue our motorsports conversation here on the Performance Motorsports Network. And interesting that uh, Spencer Davis brought us back from break. Of course, he's going to get some opportunity in one of Kyle Busch's trucks. But, boy, I would love to see that young man in a TQ midget, which is where we begin this segment as we welcome our New England correspondent and area auto racing news scribe Kyle Souza, who's also a part of the NASCAR Home Tracks team. Kyle joins us once again to talk about the indoor TQ Midget event at Atlantic City. And I guess we should start off uh, getting our priorities straight here, Kyle, before we get too much into the event itself. Talking about the fact that one of the longtime TQ Series veterans, Mike Titeback, was seriously injured in a crash this past weekend at this event at Boardwalk Hall. And um, right now, as far as we know, uh, still in critical condition. Do you have any further updates on Mike? Yeah, so right now I I have the same information that you guys have. Uh, No further updates have come. I know the initial update came from his wife, actually, in a statement uh, that the family released, you know, asking for prayers uh, and mentioning that he was in critical condition at a facility close to the arena, uh, actually just a couple blocks from the boardwalk hall. And again, his wife, Renee, saying uh, that the family really requesting some prayers and some privacy, and they're going to continue to update the situation as those updates become available. So an unfortunate situation there, Tom. I know that kind of overshadows what happened in Atlantic City. This is not the first time we've seen a driver uh, injured inside Atlantic City's boardwalk hall, and definitely not the first time that we've seen a driver in general uh, injured in one of these TQ midgets indoors. These cars are, I mean, they're, they're as safe as they can be, but let's be honest, uh, there, there's no top to them. So when the car flips over, I mean, your head is exposed right to the uh, the racetrack there. So obviously not one of the safest types of racing, but as we know, any driver that gets behind the wheel knows those risks that come along with uh, driving the car. Well, yeah, of course they do have roll cages on them, but you're right. Open wheel, open cockpit, indoors, and, you know, that type of racing, it's no different than... Any other open-wheel, open-cockpit car, Jacob, they do tend to take flight every once in a while um, and, you know, certainly feel bad for Mike. I I remember watching Mike uh, years ago at Niagara Falls when they used to run up there, and that's how long he's been involved in this. Um, I mean, it's, you know, probably 20, 30 years 
that he's been racing these cars and genuinely a nice guy. So uh, we send all of our prayers to Mike and his family in this time. Hopefully, uh, you know, Mike can uh, can heal and, you know, be back in the race car at some point because I know that's what he would love to do. But certainly uh, thoughts and prayers, Jacob, with with he and his family. Agree to all of that, Tom. And with all of that being spoken and said, Kyle, we did have a race. Yes. In addition to all of that. And the good news for one driver who had issues during the opening race of the Indoor Auto Racing Series is he bounced back in a big way by winning it. Ryan Flores to victory lane for the first time in the Gambler's Classic at Atlantic City. This is one of the most prestigious races on the Indoor Auto Racing Series. And great to see for Ryan. Now, the caveat to this is the fact that while the win is great, he confirmed to us recently on PMN Radio that he will not be racing in the finale event coming up next weekend because he'll be busy doing his pit crew duties since Ryan Blaney won a pole last year and is eligible for the clash at Daytona. Yeah, and that's, uh, you know, for him, I I guess that's a good thing and a bad thing, right? He's not going to be able to sit behind the wheel, which I know he likes doing, and he doesn't do a ton of that. Uh, This indoor series is, is probably... Basically, the, the brunt of what he takes uh, of racing-wise, the other thing that he does, obviously, you mentioned uh, as a pit crew member. But So good for him uh, that they're going to be in that opener at Daytona on the same weekend that the TQ circuit is heading to Allentown for the finale. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately for him also, that this is going to really take him out of any chance he would have had to win the championship. Uh, I know that over the last couple of years, he's obviously been one of the toughest threats himself with Eric Rudolph, who we can talk about in a minute. But, uh, yeah, he's kind of out of the picture now as far as the championship goes, Jacob. But there are other guys in this picture for the championship. Uh, it seems to me, though, it's going to come down to two guys. We just mentioned one of them, Eric Rudolph, who's been really strong. But the other one, kind of a surprise contender heading for that finale, leading the points right now, is NASCAR wheel and modified tour driver Justin Bonsignor. Well, I should say I'm surprised, but I'd be lying if I said that, because honestly, I'm not. Justin has had plenty of speed in past years when it comes to the TQ Midgets. Kyle, he's just never had any luck, and this has been a great showing for him. Sometimes it's about luck in this style of racing. Justin's had it. He's had a fast car, and he's combined both of those to have a really good showing going into this championship weekend coming up next weekend. I'm very much looking forward to this, to seeing hopefully Justin take it home. I think it would be a big win for the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour regulars that Justin would uh, carry some momentum into Myrtle Beach in March for the tour opener. There's a lot of good things that could come out of this. And for that 51 team on the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour, they've already made a lot of changes that I think bring optimism. This would just be one more championship that would add to it. Yeah, I agree. And this is one of those things Justin had talked to me uh, actually before they went down to the Boardwalk Hall for the Gambler's Classic, telling me that, you know, this is not something that you can really take anything from for the tour, obviously, with this team. He's not going to be able to – they're not really going to learn anything about their new tour car, obviously, racing indoor. But he did say, as you mentioned, momentum can be on his side. And it's rare 
that a driver has momentum going into Myrtle Beach for that Wheel and Modify Tour opener. Now, of course, we'll talk a little bit later. Uh, they've got the new Smyrna Speed Weeks coming up, another opportunity for some guys to get some momentum going. But right now, this is the only kind of racing that's really been going on, and he had some contenders inside Atlantic City's Boardwalk Hall uh, that are fellow Wheel and Modify Tour competitors. The two that jumped to mind, Timmy Salomito and Ryan Priest. Priest right now seventh in the Indoor Championship Series. Salomito uh, much further down, not having as strong of a run as he would have liked to have. But that momentum Bonsignor is going to bring with him would be even stronger, Tom, if he's able to uh, seal that deal and pick up that championship, which would be his first in this indoor series. Well, you're right, and that's exactly what this is. This is a mental thing at this point for Justin and that team. If they can win this championship, then they go into the opener for the Wheeling Tour feeling good. Like, okay, we just won a championship. Now let's go get another one. There is some momentum there, and it it definitely is a confidence situation. You know, I, I look through this top 15 in points it's just if you want to know who races these tq midgets and why should we go watch well here's why modified driver justin bonsignor eric rudolph one of the best at this type of racing and also a big name in the dirt stuff up north ryan flores who changes tires for ryan blaney during the week for crying out loud and drives tqs in the winter very fast um you know you've you've got uh ryan priest from the modified tour and also nascar's xfinity series joey Payne, open wheel open cockpit specialist timmy catalano and andy jankowiak two more modified guys you know, I mean, you look at these guys and throw in guys like Ryan Tidman who run these TQs on a regular basis. You know, these shows are almost like an, an all-star kind of show in a way. You know, you get drivers from all over the discipline, and I think it's great. And, I, you know, right now, Bonsignor has got a pretty healthy lead here, about 28 points over Eric Rudolph. Going to be um, a challenge, I think, Jacob, for Eric to try and – and uh and overtake him but anything's possible as we've seen over the last year anything is possible and i'm going to lay it out like this i believe that eric rudolph is going to go into this final event and basically go in with the mindset of we have to win the weekend in order to have a realistic chance and i think most likely eric probably wins the weekend kyle just throwing that out there that usually a motivated Eric Rudolph is a scary Eric Rudolph for the rest of the field. Whether he will or not, again, comes back to a little bit of luck, but this is also a bit of a variable because this is the first TQ Midget event for the championship series in this Albany, New York facility, so it's going to be a bit of a wild card, I would say, for everybody because you don't totally know what to expect. Yeah, and I agree, and that's what makes these indoor races uh, very interesting to sit in the grandstands and watch. I've had the opportunity to do that over the last couple of years. You really never know who's going to win that race until the checkered flag goes up. I mean, the track is so small. uh, It's such tight quarters racing. There's a lot of contact involved. You know, they say racing is a contact sport, but when you take it indoor, it brings things to a whole new level contact-wise. That's really basically the only way they can pass each other unless your car is so much faster than the driver in front of you is to make a little bit of contact. Uh, I wouldn't doubt that Eric Rudolph goes in to that finale and picks up the win. I know he's been really strong so far this year. I'm a little bit surprised that he hasn't been able to pull off a feature victory yet. Of course, Bonsignor winning uh, the 40-lap opener, and then you mentioned Flores winning the Gambler's Classic. But I think Rudolph is a very good pick for this one, Jacob. But I'm not convinced that Justin Bonsignor doesn't win this race. I think 
with the way his car has been going lately and the luck that he's had on his side and the championship in sight, uh, my pick's got to be Justin Bonsignor for the uh, finale of this series. It's a championship that's really down to two because when you consider that Ryan Flores will not be there and behind Flores, Matt Janish is basically 100 points out, which is a full race of points. It's Bonsignor versus Rudolph. Nobody else, unless both of them just broke both nights or didn't show up, doesn't even have a prayer here. So it's going to be a clash of the titans, I think. And it's going to make it very, very fun to watch. We're going to step aside, but we've got more conversation with Kyle Souza. Some breaking news recently on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour front, as well as conversation about New Smyrna Speed Weeks coming up around the turn. You're listening to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport here on the Performance Motorsports Network. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. HMS Motorsport is the leader in motorsport safety. HMS serves the majority of Monster Energy NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, Camping World Truck, IndyCar, and IMSA WeatherTech teams, as well as countless SCCA and club-level racers and driving enthusiasts throughout North America. Featuring world-renowned brands like Schubert Helmets, Schrope Belts, Adidas Suits and Shoes, Lifeline Fire Systems, and even Racecom Radio Kits, HMS has the right product for your type of racing and your budget. Their representatives are experts on only one thing, making your track driving as safe as possible. With locations in Mooresville, North Carolina and Danvers, Massachusetts, the HMS staff is always ready to take the time to help you find the right product for your safety needs. Don't settle for second when it comes to motorsport safety. Stop in to HMS Motorsport. Visit them on their website at hmsmotorsport.com or send them a message on Facebook and tell them the folks from PMN Radio sent you. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD. The entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. 
Hi, I'm Matt Tift, and you're listening to Race Talk on the Performance Motorsports Network. Howdy. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport here on PMN Radio, the voice of motorsports. Tom Baker, Jacob Seelman, along with... Bill Holt behind the glass, punching the buttons from the Carolina School of Broadcasting. And Kyle Souza joining us via the Race Chaser Skype line as we continue conversation about all things. Well, we were talking TQ's last segment. Now we're going to the uh, World Series of racing that's going to get underway here pretty darn quick down in Florida. Uh, what is the hashtag Florida in February? Yeah, sounds good to me, except I can't go. But uh, Kyle, lots to talk about. And, and really, I mean, where to begin? The, the the modified portion of it would be more than enough to fill a segment because, you know, anything at New Smyrna in February during speed weeks is OK. But modifieds are just outstanding. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that Florida in February hashtag myself. I'll be using that uh, when I make the trek. Down yeah, yeah, about- yeah. It's about 20 degrees up here, and I'm going to about 70. So yeah. I'll be looking forward to that. But, yeah, looking forward to getting back to the track, uh, something we haven't said that we could be able to do here for a bit, of course, with the winter months. And that 52nd annual World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing, the buildup getting into that is really looking one, like one, maybe one of the best that we've had in recent memory. Uh, a lot of tour-modified action, as you mentioned, but there's a lot of super late model and pro late model racing action as well. And then there's also uh, some special events coming in. The K&N opener there on the opening weekend now, just uh, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 10, 10 or 11 days away. So uh, looking forward to that, Jacob. So much planned for that week down there in New Smyrna. A great opportunity for drivers to knock the bugs out and uh, some of those fans in Florida or traveling like I am to get an opportunity to watch some racing on the track instead of being in the cold, snowy weather. Well, that's exactly right, and it's two classes of late models, modifieds. Those are the three headline divisions, Kyle. I know there's a couple other classes down there that run during the week as well, but the modified class has been in the news the last couple days. Actually, earlier this week, a big announcement that the Tommy Baldwin Racing Team going to be contending for the World Series modified title with sponsorship from Excel Construction and piloting the number 7NY, going to be multi-time Valenti Modified Racing Series champion and reigning Isma Super Modified titleist, some guy by the name of John McKennedy who's done a thing or a few. Yeah, and I talked to John, it was early last week actually when I spoke with John over the phone, and he said to me, you know, I'm really excited to be going down there with an opportunity for Tommy. They're, they're hoping, you know, they're crossing their fingers, hoping that they're going to be able to run some NASCAR wheel and modify tour races as well uh, in the 2018 campaign. But they're going to start at New Smyrna. They're planning to run all five nights of tour-type modified action and see how things go. Jacob, he's not the only one, though, heading down there from up here in New England. There are a lot of drivers planning to make that trip. Ryan Priest is one of them. Uh, he's going to be going down there. All signs point to Matt Hirschman heading back down there for another year. And another name, I, I don't think we've talked about him too much in this show over the past couple of months, Jimmy Zacharias, who won the uh, New York NASCAR State Championship, is taking a trip down there once again, uh, Jacob. And he's going to be competing in not only the modifies, but as well, he's going to make a NASCAR k Pro Series East start. So I'm another one of the modified drivers making a step up to the top levels of the sport. 
And I think that's with Marsh Racing, if I remember correctly, in the number 31 wheeling car. So a lot of great things going, and great to see Ted Marsh giving Jimmy Zacharias that opportunity. I want to add, Kyle, that uh, Excel Construction is, as of the release this week, going to at least have a part-time plan for John McKennedy and TBR on the NASCAR Wheel and Modified Tour. I think uh, what I've seen is they're planning to run the Stafford events, uh, or several of them, several of the Thompson races. They circled a Swigo. Uh, they will be at the Myrtle Beach opener in March. That was uh, a guarantee from TBR in their announcement this week. So we may not necessarily see them full-time on the tour yet. I know uh, you said that uh, they're actively working towards making that full-time platform the goal, but great to see the seven car back on track, at least in a part-time effort, uh, basically similar to what they did this past year with Donnie Leah. I mean, the Baldwin name is synonymous with NASCAR modified racing. It just wouldn't be right for that car not to be on track somehow. Well, what's interesting to me is you just mentioned that they circled the Swiggo as one of the shows. Yes, they specifically referenced the Swiggo. So John McKennedy may possibly be doing double duty that day, running with the Isma Supermodified Tour as well, perhaps. Perhaps, possibly. That would be fun. You don't see that too often anymore in Oswego, a driver running both a Super and a Modified. Usually in the past, it's been... Uh, an unwinged super in the classic and the modified but um you know this would be really interesting to be able to 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 see him run two big races in a day if that were to happen yeah and I, you know what guys the other thing i just thought about too you mentioned oswego uh mckennedy had told me that they were planning they were going to try and run the full nascar wheel and modified tour and when i spoke to him uh as i mentioned early last week he kind of said to me you know what i've been through just about anywhere up here in New England, I've been just about anywhere, done just about everything. Yep. Jacob, you mentioned he's a multiple-time Valenny champion. He's an Isma Super Modified champion. He's run races on the, the Modified Touring Series, some of the local races at Seekonk, Stafford, things like that. He's been so competitive up here. And I don't know how you guys feel, but for me, this is the the right option for him. Oh, yeah. He needs to get to a full-time NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour effort. We've seen him run select races over the last couple of years. Uh, this past year, he ran a couple with the Brady Bunch and the Double Zero team. But this, it just seems like the right time for him to try to make a move. And I really couldn't think of a better combination uh, than himself and Tommy Baldwin teaming up for the effort. I don't think he gets nearly as much respect. Well, maybe not respect, but I don't think he gets nearly as much publicity as he probably deserves. I think he's he's one of these drivers. People kind of know the name, but I don't think they pay nearly enough attention to him. It, but his versatility to go from a super to a modified and be successful in both, you know, is pretty remarkable. They're two very different styles of cars, especially, Jacob, when you stack a wing on top of the super like he has. You know, it's an apple and an orange to drive, and to be able to do both of them equally well is you know, is pretty remarkable in this day and age. So uh, definitely uh, impressed with this situation for John, and I hope it works out well. As do I. I think he would be a very championship-caliber threat on the NASCAR Wheel of Modified Tour should they be able to put everything yep. together. I was markedly impressed seeing him do what he did with the Isma car last year in an opportunity that uh, wasn't necessarily in his normal wheelhouse if you will. So great to see for McKennedy, great to see for TBR. Kyle, predictions for what we're going to see with the World Series coming up, and do we have any leads on uh, any potential big names for either of the late model classes down there? 
Yeah, I, I think some of the predictions that we probably we're probably going to see much of what we've seen down there the past couple of years, in my opinion. I think Matt Hirschman and Ryan Priest are kind of the two drivers that stick out immediately to me uh, as threats. Timmy Salamito's going down there as well, so he's going to be a threat. Uh, I just something tells me Matt Hirschman wins the championship. Matt's been so strong everywhere he's gone, uh, and he always starts his year off strong. Going to be tough to beat Priest, and there's going to be some other names down there. Uh, that are going to be tough to beat as well. So we'll look forward to that. Uh, on the other side, Jacob, super late model entries, not that many right now. One of them that kind of stands out to me is Derek Griffith. Uh, I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago as well. Uh, you can date yourself back on Race Chaser Online about a week or two and read the story I put together after I spoke with him. He's going down there from up here in New England to compete. Harrison Burton is going to be running at least a select event schedule. Uh, and Stephen Wallace is going to run at least a couple of races that week. Jeff Chiquette actually has won both races at New Smyrna so far this year. So he's obviously, if he intends to compete for the whole week, he's going to be a threat. I think there's so many different names, Jacob. And then also you got that K&N opener that's going to be going on on Sunday. So uh, really a lot going on down there at Speed Weeks and looking forward to, to seeing what goes on down there and how some of these drivers get their season started. Because you know what? We were just talking about momentum a little bit ago. If you can have a strong run at New Smyrna in Speed Weeks, it's probably going to transfer you into some strong runs on the wheel and modified tour or tour type racing up here in New England. Absolutely. Absolutely on that. We've seen it the last couple of years, guys like Harrison Burton, guys yep. like Ty Majeski, who have used the New Smyrna World Series as a launching point to go on and do incredible things during the remainder of the season. And I think for me, the most intriguing race of the entire week, Tom, is going to be the K&N Pro Series opener for the East Division because I don't think we really have a good picture of what the series is going to look like from a full-time standpoint this year, we had Anthony Alfredo on earlier in the program, and we know he's going to be racing full-time for MDM Motorsports. But beyond that, there's a lot of question marks about this series for this year uh, outside of Alfredo and the Rev Racing Squad. There's a lot of things I think that we're waiting on answers for. Yeah, there really is. It's going to be intriguing, actually. We know, obviously, that the Bassett brothers, for example, are going to be competing again. I mean, I think we can probably look at last year's roster and assume that a majority of the teams are going to be back. Um, some will have different drivers, perhaps. But, you know, we don't have a clear picture at this point on what's going on with K&M Pro Series East and you know, I guess that leaves us a little bit of intrigue. And I'm sure there's always that one or two drivers that pop up just before this first race. Even if they're not running full-time, they're running that one. Correct. Ding. And I believe out of the west side, Derek Krause is going to be one of them. As far as I know, the McAnally team is bringing at least one car over to the east yeah, opener as right. they did last year. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that's part of the fun, honestly, Jacob. It is, and always fun as well to have Kyle back on here. I know we're going to have a lot to talk about in the next couple of weeks, and looking forward to having you down in Daytona Beach as well, Kyle. So uh, always fun to have you on the Stock Car Show, and we'll look forward to getting back at it in a week. 
Yeah, I look forward to it, guys. A lot of stuff going on up here in New England that we didn't get to today. We'll talk about uh, next week and over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, I agree. Looking forward to be down at Daytona, start the NASCAR season off. And then once that kind of gets rolling, it's time to get the short track racing back in full swing. So looking forward to it and looking forward to breaking some of it down over the next couple of weeks. Absolutely right. And with that, we will step aside. But when we return, getting close to the end of the Stock Car Show presented by HMS Motorsport. Not quite done, though. Stick around. We're back around the turn here on PMN, the Performance Motorsports Network. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control, and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text. Stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, I'm Ben Rhodes, and you're listening to the Performance Motorsports Network, the voice of motorsports. Welcome back to the Stock Car Show. That was a different one. Tyler Ankrum lit up when that came on last week because he's an old soul, and at the age he's of he's a 50-year-old trapped in a 60 actually body. appreciated Jim Croce from the 70s. That's kind of Tyler's speed. So uh, 
Happy to do that once again. Ben Rhodes bringing us back. And Ben, of course, uh, full season in the truck series again with Thor Sport, which is now a Ford team. We're waiting on a sponsor announcement from Ben. Says it's coming soon. So S- Soon maybe. Uh, from what I've heard this week, as a matter of fact. Good. Well, can't come soon enough for me. Happy to see Ben back in a full-time ride again and with a, hopefully another shot at the championship. All right, so this is our final segment of tonight's Stock Car Show, which is presented by HMS Motorsport, the leaders in motorsport safety. Tom Baker, Jacob Seaman, Anthony Alfredo, Ryan Vargas, and Bill Holt behind the glass, along with bum, bum, Cisco bum. Scaramuza on the Race Chaser Skype line. We're going to start this uh, lightning round, as we call our final segment on our shows here, with some toss-up. And this is where our producer, Bill Holt, actually gets to talk. What? You mean we're going to let him out we're of the box? We're going to let him oh, out no, of the box. No, 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 no. He's still in the box. We just have a microphone in the box. He's still he behind the glass. Yeah. He Ooh. has a voice. Ow! <laughs> and you're about to hear it for the first time, Ryan, because we didn't have a... Uh, proper lightning round on last week's show so bill holt open the toss-up first question gentlemen nascar's decision to run the nascar k&n series east at gateway in companion with an indycar race is blank awesome perfect why perfect because i feel nascar and indycar need to work together a lot more, in my opinion. And having a NASCAR race alongside with an IndyCar race, yeah, it is NASCAR East. Actually, a NASCAR East and West com- combination race. I always want to forget that. That's right. It is It is the combination race. So that's going to be, I think, a great attraction to get both IndyCar fans and NASCAR fans at the track. Alfredo, was it you that just said awesome? Yes, it was. Why? Why? The reason he just stated as well as the fact that K&N, in my opinion, needs some uh, races at bigger racetracks, you know, and I think Gateway is a perfect place for that, especially with some other se- other series competing there, like the Truck Series, and um, it's a really neat place. And uh, going there and Loudon and Dover, those those one mile tracks are great for the series. Hopefully, we'll bring the car counts up for some of those races. And with Canon being on a radial tire this year as well, Woo. you know, maybe that'll make the racing more interesting at those tracks. Small footnote, Gateway's the biggest track that you guys are going to run, and I think it's the biggest track that the K&M Pro Series East has run on in a decade or more. A while. Yeah, Sweet. it's been a while. Okay, NASCAR's decision to run the NASCAR K&N Series East at Gateway in companion with an IndyCar race is fantastic delicious. Oh. I can't get enough of this idea. I wish it wasn't so far of a travel because it makes it more expensive for the teams. But, oh, my gosh, the opportunity to be a Ryan Vargas or an Anthony Alfredo or a Tyler Angroma or whomever and to be on the same bill as an IndyCar race, it is as delicious as any food I can think of, and it's fantastic. Wow! Wow! For the teams. Wow! You really just said that with the kid named Alfredo sitting next to you. <laughs> well, Come now, on! See, you went there. I wasn't going to go there, but you went there, and and for that, you're being put in timeout. Cisco, you're next. Harsh. <laughs> Apparently not. Cisco is is not next. Jacob, go next. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of timeout now. Oh, yeah. yeah, Jacob's out of timeout. Welcome back. Did Cisco's you have time to reflect? himself in timeout because his audio is uh, improperly attached or there, something. There, I'm Good. back. Oh, all right, Cisco, go ahead. All right, you're back on timeout, Jacob. <sighs> I said the decision 
makes a lot of sense because now we have a racing bill for that particular weekend, which, if they haven't changed the racing schedule from last year, will include the K&N East Series, probably the Pro Mazdas, probably Indy Lights, and Indy Cars. So all four of those because when I went there this year, they ran those races also in tandem with the Indy Car race right. as well. So talk about value, you know, going down there for a weekend. You got four, even five races if you're running the 2000s down there as well. That's a lot of racing. You're right. Absolutely. Awesome. I like it. Okay. Do I get now, to talk now? Now that Cisco got himself out of parentheses, we'll let you go. All right. <laughs> the decision to run the K&M Pro Series East alongside the IndyCar Series is marketable as hell. I'm just being completely honest here. Why in the Sam heck have we not done this long before now? IndyCar needs a major jolt. Yes, it's K&N East, but it's still the NASCAR nameplate. And these two things need to be working together more. Period. These are the two biggest forms of auto racing in North America, period, bar none. And the fact that they've had so many issues working together in the past just baffles me. We've had NASCAR participation at the 500 in the past for crying out loud. And this is something that I really believe can grow fan count, not just for IndyCar, but for the developmental series as well. Let's remind everybody, and Cisco can attest to this, they sold the place out last year. Yes. They need to do it again. I think this will help that. They sold the place out, and the racing, apart from kind of the middle section, which they can improve on now that they have a new car, was fantastic. Even the even the the uh, the Indy Likes race that I got to see right before the Indy Car race was really, really, really good. Yeah. And you know, for their first year at the track on brand new pavement to put on that good of a race, keep in mind this is the race where there was a slight. Uh, discussion between two Penske cars on track. Kind of <laughs> yeah, slight <laughs> discussion. Slight, some slight contact and some slight discussion. But for for a race on brand new pavement that they hadn't run before, yeah. it was fantastic. It really and was. The only way to go is up. And Cisco, by the way, just to add to what you were saying earlier, just took a look at the 2018 Mazda Road to Indy calendar. Both Pro Mazda and Lights are back on the schedule for Thank Gateway you. once again. Boom. And that they need to – you stack that up. If you get K&N East, you got Indy Lights, you got Pro Mazda, and you got Indy Cars down there, talk about family value right there. And in an area where there isn't a lot of these kinds of events, yeah, that's yeah. huge for that market. Yep. Next question. Next question. It would be blank if Danica Patrick wins this year's Daytona 500. Great. It would be great because, personally, I would be very happy to see Danica Patrick go out on a high note. A lot of people want to talk her down and stuff like that. And, yeah, I mean, she hasn't had a great NASCAR career. But, I mean, to put it all into consideration, she's done a lot of good things for the sport with with her fan base and for getting women involved in NASCAR. So I think it would be great. I think it would be great to see her win the Daytona 500. I think it'd be incredible. That'd be one of her greatest accomplishments in NASCAR race. It would be, in my yeah, opinion, her yeah. greatest oh, accomplishment yeah. in NASCAR racing. And to go out, like Ryan said, on that kind of note, is that would be in- incredible, honestly, for her and her career. And she's already done so much for the sport with uh, you know women in NASCAR. And to do that would just top it all off. It would be media mageddon. If Danica Patrick wins <laughs> this year's Daytona 500, out. 
it would break the internet. I mean, look, and you can't say she doesn't have a chance because if you start the Daytona 500, you have a chance to win it. It's a plate race. She's going to have good equipment underneath her. It's basically Richard Childress racing, fielding the car, disguised as premium motorsports. Pretty much. But, (laughs) you know, and and she's got a crew chief who understands what what he's doing. Obviously, he's been there before. I was going to say, and what she wants. And what she wants. So, yeah, it would be mediumageddon. There would be media from all over the world that would cover this to death, Cisco. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to agree with yours, Media Mageddon. This goes beyond the internet. This would be daytime talk show stuff. This would be Danica on Live with Kelly. <laughs> this would be Danica on the Today Show. This would, She would be everywhere. She already has that ability to go beyond just the racing world and the fact of how, her reach overall. So if she was able to win the, the Super Bowl of NASCAR, as we so, <laughs> uh, ha, so have it lined up, it would be huge nice reference to her new boyfriends Uh, yeah go ahead i'm gonna get hate mail for this it would be a miracle Mm. if she wins the daytona 500 just being honest uh yes anyone who lines up has a shot to win the race yes she's run well yes she's had shots on restrictor plate tracks no i don't see it happening sorry i just don't Next question. And finally, bigger pre-race story for Daytona. Front rows increased Roush support or JTG and LFR to Hendrick support? Hmm. I de- in my opinion, I see the GTG and LFR support from Hendrick because when you have a top-tier team like Hendrick going down and helping these teams, especially with Casey Kane now driving the 95, that's going to be a big move for that team, and I think we might see some performance out of the 95. Not that they already haven't had performance. They showed up really well at the tracks this Play year. tracks but especially. Yeah, they showed up really well, and they ran really well this, yep. next year, this year. So I think they'll have some good runs with Casey this year. I think the move with JTG and LFR to Hendrick affiliation would be huge for those two teams, especially with uh, you know Casey Kane was already a driver for Hendrick Motorsports, and then as we saw with the test this past weekend – you know, these the new Chevrolets and Hendrick Motorsports showing speed. And, yes, it was a test, but, you know, that camp uh, has a lot of promise this year. And to get some help from them for those other uh, smaller teams should be interesting. I disagree with both of you. I think it's front rows increased support from Roush Fenway, and here's why. David Reagan has won two plate races, one of them for front row motorsports. And now they are going to have cars. David Reagan and Michael McDowell are going to have cars identical to the one Ricky Stenhouse won two plate races with yeah, last year. Yeah, can I add, by the way, that the other plate race that David Reagan won was with Roush Fenway? That's correct. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So I believe both of those drivers go down to Daytona with a legitimate, not dark horse, legitimate shot to win the Daytona 500 because of the equipment they're in. And that's why I think that's the bigger pre-race story. JTG and LFR had a legitimate shot last year, I believe, or at least JTG did. Uh, Cisco. 
I think front row is going to be the bigger story, but I think we're talking both about stories that will get acknowledged for about a minute on the broadcast, and they're going to go back to talking about how much Hendrick has changed and how much Danica has a shot at winning this race, to be fair. Well, you could be right, but if they're, if they're running up front at the end, it's going to be awfully hard not to acknowledge they're there. Yes, if. So, Next. front row, by far and away, and partially because the – Levine Family Racing to Hendrick is not accurate. They are not getting Hendrick support this year. They are continuing their relationship with RCR and ECR engines, despite the fact that Casey Kane was a Hendrick driver last year. Well, see, I thought that part of him going over there was Hendrick. No, that is incorrect. They are keeping their relationship with RCR and ECR. So it's just JTG to – I don't think the JTG to Hendrick Alliance is that big of a deal. It's just engineering. As far as I know, they're also using ECR engines. So I think the front – See, I think the engineering piece is going to be a big deal, and especially I think think Chris Buescher is going to be Chris Busher is going to be a lot better improved. this year but yeah. I yeah. I do think front row with the Roush support especially on the speedways they'll have a shot to win that race period yes okay and that concludes this lightning round and toss up now and the show <laughs> well and the show but before we let you guys go Jacob one real quick note I am headed for the King of Kings shootout tomorrow, which is an indoor go-kart race that is very much about serving the Lord. It's a missions race. The money that they've raised each year from that race goes to building churches and helping people around the world. It's a legitimate race. If you're in the Martin, Tennessee area this weekend, go to Martin, Tennessee, the University of Tennessee, Martin, and check us out at the King of Kings shootout racing Saturday and Sunday. I will be there calling it, looking forward to it. Jacob, throw the checker. Yeah, we got a Zoom. Thanks to Mike Garrity, Megan Kolb, and our social media partners at 3 Wide Life, as well as Bob Steele, Susan Mason, Bill Holt from CSB, Behind the Glass, and all the folks at PMN that make this show possible. So for Tom Baker, Cisco Scaramuza, our two special guests tonight, Ryan Vargas. Thank you for being back, Thank sir, and me. Anthony Alfredo. Good luck to both of I you. Thank it. you. At, Florida. Yep, Smyrna. A week from Sunday, they will Woo. be down there for 150 laps KNN East. I'm Jacob Sewell, reminding you to keep it off the wall, folks, and we might just see you somewhere at a racetrack. Have a safe racing weekend. Good, Good night. night. You've been listening to the Stock Car Show on the Performance Motorsports Network. Stay tuned to Performance Motorsports Network for more race talk. For the latest motorsports news, visit racechaseronline.com. The Stock Car Show is a copyrighted production of the Performance Motorsports Network. www.performancemotorsportsnetwork.com A member of the Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated and may not be rebroadcast, replicated, or saved in any media without the explicit written permission of PMN. Check out our Facebook page or our section on the PMN website. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host, co-host, and guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the management and ownership of either the Performance Motorsports Network or Scorpion Radio Group Incorporated. The advertising or the marketing partners. Be listening again next week when the Stock Car Show returns on Thursday night at 7 Eastern. Until then, stay tuned for more great motorsports programming on the Performance Motorsports Network.